heaven? No. It's Iowa. Eric. Yes, Ben Kenobi. Breathe. Are you serious? Just breathe. Okay. <sighs> now reach out. Tell me what you see. This is really stupid. Eric, just... Whatever, man. Fine. Okay. I see a media empire. Desperate to make billions of dollars by exploiting the childhoods of Generation X and Millennials. I see... Millions of nerds crying out in terror. Okay, all right. I see... I see... Luke Skywalker milking alien space nipples. I see a discussion of The Last Jedi on the pod of dreams. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, Something inside me has always been there. But now it's awake. And I need help. Okay, all right, Eric, we are talking about The Last Jedi. Why are we talking about The Last Jedi today? A movie that came out are we three years ago now? Are we th- three-year anniversary? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, yeah, December 2017 is when it came out. Oh, wow, I was off by a year, four-year anniversary. Okay, so why are we talking about a movie that came out four years ago? Well, we're talking about The Last Jedi because it's, uh, well... It's not the best Star Wars movie that's come out, or the best Star Wars content, but it might be the most interesting. It might be the most compelling. But we're coming at this movie from very different backgrounds. So I, I, uh, I was weaned on Star Wars. I don't ever remember not knowing that Darth Vader was Luke's father. I don't have any memory of that being a revelation in my life. I mean, it probably was, but I don't remember when it was. Meanwhile... You ended up putting the, – the guys in high school who you put into lockers, they were watching Star <laughs> no, well, Wars, see, but you weren't. I remember, I remember the Ewoks. I, you know, I don't think I saw any of the originals in the theater. Obviously, that I think they were – 83 is when the Return of the Jedi was one, so I, yeah, I'm not were, seeing Yeah, you were too young, yes. Um, yep. But I, I didn't grow up caring about the movies. I think it's the difference between you and me. Is like those movies meant a lot to you as a kid. I remember Ewoks. I remember watching, you know, Empire, like maybe a few times when I was a kid. I just didn't care about it. You, you seem to have lo- there's like part of your DNA, Star Wars, right? Sure. Yeah. What's up? I don't, I don't remember ever not having known what Star Wars was. I mean, it hap- I learned about it at some point, but 
was one of those movies I saw again and again as a kid, and it was just a big part of my childhood. Those movies, the originals are good. Like that's that's my opinion on this whole Star Wars canon. Is the originals are good? I think. Um, so saith Eric. Okay. Well, that's this is my opinion. I think you know Empire Strikes Back is a great movie. I think New Hope is a great movie. Um, Return of the Jedi is so so. If you rewatch it, I think it's got a lot of problems to it. But like. I was in high school the when, the when the new ones came out, and it was a huge deal. I was nothing but disappointed with the prequels. I mean, I, I, there are people that I think try to argue that they're good movies. They aren't. They're bad movies. And and then now we get to this the sequel trilogy, and I think they're all pretty bad. And you know, you like Last Jedi, so like you know, that's kind of the difference here. This movie you enjoy, I, I think it's pretty bad. Uh, there's a lot of things about it I really don't like, but then if you think of the trilogy as a whole, the the sequel trilogy, like, you, I don't think you could talk about the Last Jedi without talking about how bad that last movie was. Well, that's the thing we're gonna cover because it's I find it impossible to talk about the Last Jedi without talking about both Rise of Skywalker, which came after, and the Force Awakens. It's impossible to look at it totally on its but own. But Rise of Skywalker, in my opinion, is like the worst franchise movie to come out in. That I could it's ever fun. remember. I, I could. I mean, it's 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 a, it is an awful, terrible movie in every way. Yeah, the Sophie's choice of bad for Star Wars is which is worse, Episode Two or Episode Nine? They're both abysmal. They both are god. I take Episode Two any day of the week and twice on Sunday. That's damning. I don't necessarily disagree. That is freaking. Well, Attack of Attack Clones is terrible nine. too. That's a terrible, terrible I ass know. movie. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, it's damning about Episode Nine. And episode Nine was was really awful. So it's it's gonna be tough. But but my stance. I don't know how good a quote-unquote movie I think Episode Eight is as a as a movie. What I love about Episode Eight, Last Jedi, are the ideas in it. I, I came into that movie existing as a as a semi Star Wars fanboy. Uh, I, I went in and then I came out kind of hating Star Wars and feeling good about hating Star Wars. And I'm going to you're going to say that's not what a blockbuster movie should do, and you're going to talk about how it wasn't entertaining. Because all you want to do is be entertained, and that's fine. But the ideas in it were super interesting. There are, again, moments in this in this movie where I'm like, this is Ryan Johnson speaking to Disney, speaking to Star Wars fans as a whole, criticizing where Star Wars is as a franchise, as a as a media, as a as a medium. But why? Why do that? I don't understand it. Does he not like Star Wars? It was just some big rift on his part he's grifting disney to get all its money and then make fun of them like it's actually kind of interesting that new matrix movie does a lot of that like a lot of kind of making fun of the canon of the franchise and last jedi's that too but why do i want to i don't care i don't care either way you make fun of it like it whatever but you're watching a movie about dumb people make dumb decisions and mistakes over and over again Made by a guy who doesn't seem to even like the franchise. I, I just don't so understand So here's where it. you and I also disagree. We disagree on Ryan Johnson. I think I like Ryan Johnson better than you, right? I think I'm more of a Ryan Johnson fan than you. Is that fair to say? Yes. I I, I think Brick's okay. I do like – what's the second movie, The Brother, Brothers Bloom? I, Brothers Bloom. I, I think that's, that's his best movie. I, haven't seen. I think that's his best movie. Oh, okay. His best movie is uh, Knives Out. That's about a perfect Knives Out is very good, but a bro- a Brothers Bloom is really a really phenomenal movie. Um, that's fine, but – but I don't think he's making fun of Star Wars because he hates Star Wars. I think he is – and I don't think he's he's making fun of it. I don't think he's mocking it. I think he wants Star Wars to be better. He doesn't want it to be in this horrible place. He wants there to be room. But why not just make a movie that's better instead of like talking about all these things and killing the past? Just kill well, it. Make well, a so new movie. Me, 
And we should probably go spoilers. I, I suppose we should have led with that. We're going to talk sure. about the movie that came out four years ago. If you really want to, it's on Disney Plus. If you want to watch The Last Jedi, it's pretty accessible at this point. But and if you've never seen it, this conversation might not make a whole lot of sense. So go see it. Well, because there's, yeah. there's, yeah, there's so much context here. So from my standpoint, and where I'm going to come, Ryan Johnson made some bad choices. I, the the moment where Carrie Fisher becomes Superwoman, oh my floats back in. That's the moment where the film really takes a course into complete stupidsville. It makes n- that's where absolutely it no sense. It's total nonsense. It's fine until then. It's fine until then. It's not perfect. I'm not. It's not immaculate. But it's fine until then. There's some interesting stuff. It's okay. But leading up then to that, I mean, off. not not to interrupt you, but leading up to that, the plot of the movie is so it seems so minor. It's literally they're just trying to get away from this other ship. Like that's the plot of the movie. And then, that's fine. And then that's, the ship blows up, and, totally and then Carrie Fisher's flying through space. Like, what is going on here? What? What is this? Is a stupid movie. The slow chase doesn't bother me. I understand it bothers some people. I don't have a problem with the slow chase. People love Empire, and half of that movie is the Millennium Falcon trying to dodge, you know, Darth Vader and a Star Destroyer. That's not the problem. Uh, is that you talk about stupid characters? The stupidest characters. They have to make dumb choices to fit the themes of the movie. They all they make, make dumb choices. Every character sense. in this movie makes a stupid they choice. They get super dumb once Leia goes unconscious, and it's super dumb. And then once she regains consciousness, it kind of a little bit finds its footing. Not a lot, but it becomes less stupid once Carrie Fisher wakes up from her coma. Is that before or after flat. there's this side mission to the casino? That's during that. Okay, because that the, is, again, the, one of the dumbest things. That's the height of, that's the, height of the stupid part. Before then, we're kind of okay. After that, we're kind of okay. And there's actually some really good parts after that. And you and I, and and I'll fight all the millions of nerds out there about Luke Skywalker because you and I are going to disagree about what happens to Luke Skywalker. But my defense of Ryan Johnson is he was written into a corner by J.J. Abrams. And we'll start with the first the first big problem. And this is why it's tough to just talk about it as, as its own movie. In The Force Awakens... You remember The Force Awakens, right, Eric? The Starkiller base? Yeah, it's basically a, a remake, the, a retread of A New Hope, right? It's just like a bigger well, how many, yes, Death Star. How many people do you think Starkiller base – how many people do, did they blow up in Starkiller base? I don't, it's a whole planet, right? Several planets. No, it's like a super-duper mega star. Okay, star, yeah. Or Millions. Star. More than Thanos maybe. I don't know. Billions. Billions at least, maybe trillions. Han Solo dies. What the fuck is Luke doing during that whole movie? And no idea. Just letting Why? it happen. Correct. Correct. And it's because J.J. Abrams' only skill is to create mystery. He doesn't know how to resolve the mystery in a satisfying way. That's his only real narrative trick. So I'm going to hide the ball. But you could, you could – He's going to be missing. Uh, not to argue the point because I think it's, you're right. It's stupid. But you could argue that Luke – I mean he's disconnected. Would his forced stuff make him just sense all this is happening? Probably right. He would just be able to sense that all these people are dying. Correct. It's not like he's on, you know, space Twitter and oh boy, well, planets are blowing up. He's just kind of sitting in this remote island, right? Well, he so this is where Ryan Johnson he has Luke have disconnected himself from the Force in the Last Jedi, so that he doesn't know that Han Solo died. The whole idea right? of Luke in the comes. Last Jedi makes no sense to me. Like, so why is he hidden away? Because he wanted to kill Kylo Ren for a minute. Like that made that I didn't understand that either. It's existential angst. It works super well. So he did all this heroic stuff up to Return of the Jedi, right? He tries to rebuild the uh, Jedi Order. Uh, he tries to create a, a new era of prosperity and peace throughout the galaxy. And what happens, Eric? There's just a new empire. 
just the same as before, or maybe even worse. They're taking over. Okay. So, so he's bummed. So he out. failed yeah, again. He, he's, he's a loser. Like th- that's the Luke Skywalker. That's exactly. A... He feels like he's a loser. He's like, I'm gonna go to this planet. Why would you make Luke Skywalker on... just a complete loser? I don't understand that. Why else was he not doing anything in The Force Awakens? What's your justification for him not being involved? When his best friend dies... Are you asking me to think of a reason why... Like, I guess... I don't know. You could think of a million. Maybe he was in some Jedi chamber. I don't... You could think of a million reasons why he wasn't involved. He's in a Jedi chamber? So why was he in a Jedi chamber while all this stuff was happening? Why does he have to be in a Jedi chamber? He deliberately went missing. He hit a map on R2-D2, and he told nobody where he was going and what he was doing. Again, this is all from The Force Awakens. But he's the reason it's happening, because he created Kylo Ren, so it's all his fault anyways. Correct. So why doesn't he stop it? Why is he like, I made this mistake and I'm going to fix it? I don't know, because they didn't write it that way, because that w- that would make more sense. I don't know. I think if you're going to have a reason why Luke Skywalker was involved in Force Awakens, there's not really a good answer to that question. You can make some really dopey, some stupid, shitty utilitarian argument. Well, he had to let billions of people die or else trillions would. He had to let it happen because the Force told him to, which would be really stupid and dumb. So instead you say, look, here he is. All that work he did in the previous trilogy didn't amount to anything. There's a new Darth Vader, Kylo Ren. Uh, there's a new Emperor, uh, whatever the, the stupid decaying. Snoke. I, actually, freak. Snoke's my Snoke. favorite part of that movie, by the way. Just. Oh, see, I think Snoke's terrible, and that's another. My thing. absolute like, favorite part of the movie is Snoke. I think he's a good villain. He's a very bad rehash of the Emperor. Killing him was the probably one of the most or second most interesting parts of the Last Jedi. Like, let's get rid of him. He's a stupid villain. There's nothing there. So nothing instead, let's just bring him. back the Emperor, which is what they did in the last well, one? That's not Ryan Johnson's fault. That's not Ryan Johnson's fault at all. At all. He doesn't get blamed for bringing back the well, Emperor. Well, that's, that's what happened. Game. I mean, that's – you can't, you can't, it, it can't me, exclude that from the discussion because that's literally what happened. I, I'm talking about defending Ryan Johnson now. I'm not defending Disney. I'm not defending J.J. Abrams. I'm not defending Kathleen Kennedy. I'm not defending their approach to the trilogy at all. It was a big cluster. They had no clear vision. J.J. Abrams had a very different vision from Ryan Johnson. And Ryan Johnson basically shat on all the stupid things that J.J. Abrams did in Force Awakens. And then J.J. Abrams tried to course correct on all the things that fans didn't like about The Last Jedi. Really badly, really horribly, really disastrously. My point is I'm just defending Ryan Johnson. He created a new bandwidth, right? I think he created all the space to take the story a bunch of different directions. And and J.J. Abrams shoved it right back in that stupid direction. Right back in there, we're going to just do the same thing that happened yep, 30 years ago. But he ago. did nothing to expand the universe or, the, or the, these characters, in my opinion. Like, like the, start, the, the new trilogy is based around Rey, which I think Rey's pretty good in this movie. She, I think she's, she's a good character. I think Daisy Ridley's a good, good actor. Kylo Ren, and I th- sure. Adam Driver's great as Kylo Ren. I, I, his character doesn't make sense in this movie. What, like His reasoning, I don't understand what he's doing. But we can get into that further. And then you have the new, the other new characters, Oscar Isaac, um, playing with Finn or yeah, he's no, he's, he, I don't even, he's Poe, right? Yeah, Poe and John Boyega. Yeah. It doesn't matter because those two guys do nothing in this movie. They make no sense wh- why they're even in it. Completely useless. They make the, aggressively stupid decisions. In the whole trilogy, they're sense. completely useless. And they talk about the, how they're like war heroes. I don't even. How, why are they war heroes? I don't understand. What have they done? Isn't John Boyer? Isn't Finn just like a like a stormtrooper that isn't a stormtrooper anymore? I don't. That makes no sense to me. Finn's character frustrates me more than anything. I don't know how much that was there for Poe Dameron to begin with, as far as possibility goes. He was just going to be always be a hotshot flyboy, whatever. 
And then they introduce the this DS- Rose character who's also no reason she's involved in any of this. They, they make them go on the side quest to the to the casino just to like literally give them any screen time. They have nothing else to do, and it makes no sense why they would jump to this casino place when they're on this ship that's getting attacked. Like, oh, hold on a second. Let's take a minute and go to a casino because we need to get a code because they're ch- – it, it's ridiculous it, and useless and to the whole story. And their decisions actively get people killed right. too. Uh, if they do nothing – their plan to sneak off to the planet would have worked just fine, and nobody, the emperor, well, you know, the, the same, the same could whatever. be said for First Oscar Order. Isaac's character. If if he literally just wasn't in this movie, their escape would have gone easier, and they would have more people alive. Like he literally Correct. does nothing but but hinder. At one point, he actually pulls guns on the like leadership right. of the resistance and tries to take over the ship for no reason. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous that that happens. No, those things were very frustrating. It didn't make sense. And they didn't make us feel nearly bad enough about the choice he's making. He's making really awful, selfish decisions that he shouldn't be making. And we should feel a lot worse and more complicit going along with what happens instead of feeling like we should identify with them and think they're right. And of course, Laura Dern's character does it is needlessly obnoxious she could explain, like, hey, we've got a plan. Right. Don't worry about it. Like, I, I understand. I can't really explain the details, but we do have an idea. Sit tight. I know that's not fun. I know you want to go blow some shit up, and that's more exciting, but we've got we've, we've got this figured out. Chill the fuck out. But she doesn't ever say anything like that. She just chides him for, you know, getting the bomber squadron killed, and then she's just kind of a, a jerk to him for no reason. It doesn't make sense why she— And then he screws it up. Later on— she, well, right. She he actively tries to undermine her, which is really horrible. He should probably be like treason. He should probably be hung for that. And, and at the end, afterwards, she's like, "I really like him. He's got a lot of pluck." It's like that doesn't make sense. Right. In, in the midst of he that, Carrie Fisher's him. floating in space, and then she's not in space, and, and then she's fine. And, and again, I'm like, what, "What is what is this movie?" And you're defending it. I this is the I, what I don't understand. You know, there's like alt right criticism of this movie because it's like. You know, there's a lot of diversity and diverse characters, and the women are kind of in charge, which I don't co-sign any of that alt-right BS. But, like, some of the characters in this movie that they pick out as useless, I think I agree with. Because a lot of these characters, they add nothing to the story, even though they're supposedly – like, that was the other part with the the fourth movie or third movie, the the Rise of the Jedi or whatever the, the hell the last one is. Um, they come together and it's supposed to be this like, oh, like the team's back together, like like the Avengers forming. It's like, I don't care about any of these people. You know, Poe Dameron, Finn, like wh- wh- why are they even in any of these movies? They do nothing and, and offer nothing to the story. Well, it's I, I see some of what he's trying to do with that middle. So we're talking about the worst parts of the movie. I mean, I would tell you many of the ideas are like, I, I think Snoke's a lame villain. I think the idea of, of possibly like getting rid of the Sith Jedi paradigm, that's huge. It's stupid. It's needlessly forces this lame myth good versus evil overcoming nonsense that doesn't lend itself to compelling storytelling get rid of snoke have kylo ren do something different the one piece Uh, i'll I'll give you on that is that you know i think the idea that ray is not a skywalker correct is like that's like a good idea like just make her be nobody she's no one i like i think that's probably the most powerful yes, part that's of the whole one movie. of the best things is anybody can become a jedi and be special but and you know spoiler universe. alert <laughs> she's she is a skywalker and it's all but uh, that's not ryan johnson's fault remember this is gonna be ben lewis's defense of ryan of many of ryan johnson's choices not all of them some of them are disastrous uh finn is wasted i think there's a really interesting care like a guy that used to be a stormtrooper and is like i want to get away the first order is awful 
I want to get completely away from him. He should have been just bailing. He shouldn't have been heroic. The only reason he stuck around in the first place is because he had feelings for Ray. Uh, so he, he had selfish motivations anyway. He doesn't care about the cause. I get that they want to try to show that there's moral gray, that, oh, yeah, weapons, arms dealers make money from selling to the resistance as well. But they don't do anything with that. Um, we just meet Benicio del Toro's character. Finn is convinced needlessly, like, because of these weird space llamas that there's horrible oppression in the universe. Like, of like, all yeah, the bad he just things figured happening it out. throughout the universe, yeah. those things being abused, bad as that is, is... Is that in the top 100 of terrible things happening in the galaxy where slavery exists and there's tons of, I'm sure, rape and murder and all sorts of awful stuff, but you're worried about these space camels? But they set, they set the camels free and they're obviously going to just die, right? They set, Correct. They set them yeah, are they on running that off a cliff. Hey, they're free now. No, they're not free. They're going to go <laughs> capture them or just kill them. Like, you didn't help any. Well, they're going to die because maybe they're not used to that environment, right? right? Like It's like going to a zoo. They might not be able to survive on I go own. to San Diego Zoo and I'm just letting the lions out. Be free, lions. Like, no, those lions are going to either kill somebody or just get killed. Like, you're not helping anything. Yeah. And Benicio del Toro should have had – there should have been a debate between Rose's idealism and Benicio del Toro's cynicism and self-interest. And self-interest should have won. Finn should have left. But um, that whole – He should have bailed. That whole Reverse thing is just a waste of time. It is. I mean it there's is. no reason to put – this story is about Ray. It's about Kylo Ren. And just focus on – you don't need all these other bit characters to just make the story – make the movie longer. Like you don't just don't. They we should, needed something for those characters to do, but he made bad choices. Ryan Johnson should be like, I'm not putting them in this movie. Like I, I don't. There's no reason. I can think of ten thousand things things they could be in the movie and be interesting. Finn should have left. He should have been like, I don't care about the resistance. I only care about myself. I, I don't care. I only care about Ray. I don't care about all these other people. You can all die. I don't care. That should have been the end of his the story. The movie, and then it's over. No, like, the end of his arc in this movie. You, then, then he can go back to being heroic when J.J. Abrams take over. Whatever. Uh, I'm totally fine w- with that. I think there's interesting things to do. They just didn't take an interesting choice. Um, I love the Luke stuff. I mean, well, I, I like let's get to the Luke stuff. Let's heroes. get to the Luke stuff because I actually have a ton of questions. I, I don't understand it. So we're led to believe that after, um, you know, after the the Empire is destroyed and Luke's raising Jedi babies or Jedi kids. And training them. And his ne- own nephew, right? The Kylo Ren is his nephew. It's his sister's son, right? Do I have that correct? Yes, I'm listening. Okay. Yep. So he's training his sister's son, his nephew. And he reaches, what, like 15, 6? Like, he must have known the kid his whole life, right? And it's also Han Solo's sure. son, by the way. And, and all of a sudden, one day, he gets a vision that Kylo Ren might be bad, and his choice, his decision is to just try to kill the guy? That wasn't his decision. Uh, he contemplated it. So He grabbed his I lightsaber mean, were... and looked down at him and pulled it back like he was going to just swing on him and kill his own nephew. Yeah, he contemplated it. He contemplated it, and he decided not to. He said he was embarrassed and ashamed, but by then, Kylo Ren had already seen him, and it was too late. Why would he even dark. contemplate that? What if you thought you were raising Hitler? What if you're teaching Hitler to be an doesn't, awesome powerhouse? Okay, doesn't he know that that's the same thing that happened to him and his dad and his whole family? He doesn't know what happened to his dad. He never met his dad. Yeah, well, he understands uh, that his dad became evil because no one was there to help him. And, like, would he have just – I mean, he ultimately decided not to kill his dad. Anakin had lots of help um, and went dark for all sorts of reasons. He thought of it's, it's, I think it's totally reasonable to ethically think 
that this person's going to become a horrible Sith Lord and murder millions of people, should I possibly kill them now? Your own nephew. Would that makes some sense. Sure. Why not? If you don't have any family and you're thinking about morality and you're not like, oh, I have to let him live no matter how awful and how many people he kills, that's worth considering. You don't want to like go to the Jedi seconds. Council and have Yoda. There's no Jedi Council. He's the only one. There's no other Jedi Council he can go to. There's no other Jedi. All the Jedis are gone. He's literally the last Jedi. Are we really doing this? All the Jedis are dead uh, based on standard canon. Maybe he finds some other ones. Maybe there's some other ones out putzing around well, in the galaxy. His sister's a goddamn Jedi. She can fly in outer space. Why didn't he bring his sister and be like, hey, by the way, your son's oh. got some like tendencies that you might want to worry about. But anyway, I, I don't have a problem with him because you have a problem with him even considering. He shouldn't even – that thought that, – that, that thought would even go into his brain shocks you apparently. It doesn't shock me. And the situation went to hell, and then he looked afterwards. He's alive. Everybody else he's ever trained is dead. And now what he feared would happen, he caused it to happen because he had this moment of weakness. So now his nephew is terrible and going to do horrible things. And now there's the Sith are back, and now the Empire's back. And, and so Luke, really just, and Luke just goes to a little island and milks alien nipples for, for fun. That's fine. Like, again, why is that in this movie? Of, why are we milking why? alien nipples? That makes no sense to me. I like that it's a weird, gross choice and it upsets you. That makes me like the choice better. That you see that and it annoys you makes me respect it all the more. I like that it's weird and it's gross. This is an alien universe where things are weird. He's deliberately trying to gross out Ray, So he just like milks some, some alien teddy and, and drinks some of that blue milk. And I enjoy that. And he eventually regains his sense of heroism. He accepts responsibility for his poor decision making. He would agree and he was ashamed of, of his, his thought process. Uh... And I like all that. I think that's the best justification for why he didn't do anything in The Force Awakens. Is he's just fucking – he's like, you know what? Obi-Wan reached a point where he was done. Obi-Wan didn't do anything while the Empire was building. He just hung out on Tatooine, keeping his name Kenobi. Yoda just hung out on Dagobah. They didn't do anything. They just peaced out, and I'm kind of done. You know what? I didn't help. It would have probably been no better if I had if I'd done nothing. I'm Luke Skywalker. If I had done nothing, how much worse off would the universe be? Be the same. There would be an Empire and an Emperor. And two Sith people running around. No different. Right? That's the kind of thoughts he's having. And he's bummed out about it. And it makes total sense to me. He's like, he didn't change the universe. He didn't change anything. He made it, at best, exactly the same. Possibly worse. And he cuts himself off from the Force, which is why he doesn't know the Han And he, he takes no responsibility for creating Kylo Ren, apparently. He does. He says that. He's like, I did this. They're like, you, you lost Ben Kenobi, you did. But not lose the next one, you will not. That whole thing with Yoda, he has. He, it is totally his fault. He absolutely accepts responsibility. But then he's going to go and try to, to do something heroic in the end. And I, I love his force projection, the way he goes out. I think it's a very badass moment that works. It's okay. It, I think it would – honestly, it would have been cooler if he just, like, fought all those ships at the end. I thought that would have been a cooler moment. And just destroyed them all and then not killed Kylo Ren, let Kylo Ren live. Yeah, no, then disappear when Kylo Ren tries to strike him down. That would have been a way cooler end. Okay, you know. well, I don't know. I, I like it's literally a symbol. I know you don't like symbolism. It's literally Kylo Ren is dealing with the specter of Luke Skywalker. He's trying to defeat the the image, but see, the myth of Luke Skywalker. My other, pro- my other problem with that is Kylo Ren through this whole movie. He's like, he's good. He wants to be with Rey, and then he's angry at Luke. Like all, he just jumps back and forth, and his his logic and reasoning. I don't so so he brings Rey in to meet Snoke because he thinks. What he thinks Snopes can convince her to be bad? I don't understand that part of it. What, what what's the reasoning I mean, I, there? I assume that he knew Snoke was 
forcing those two to be connected, Ray and Kylo Ren, right there having those visions. They weren't controlling it. It was all caused by Snoke. And I assume at some point Kylo Ren realized it and, uh, you know, saw an opportunity uh, was going along with the plan to look for Speaking of dumb uh, – Ray coming to the stupid ship, that's a dumb character decision. It's like, oh, I'll just – oh, I'll fix Kylo Ren. I'll come in here. That's what Luke does in Return of the Jedi, and everybody loves it. Everybody loves that he believed in his father. I see good in you. She sees good in Kylo Ren. It's the exact same motive. The exact same motive. Well, I mean, it's totally clearly fun. it's a trap. I mean, that's the part that's dumb. I she think knows dumb. that. She knows that. She believes that Kylo Ren's going to turn, and he, he turns on Snoke and kills Snoke. He's right about that. They have their fight in the throne room, which I think is pretty fun. Even if there's, like, missed hits or whatever, I know people slow down and see that some of the choreography doesn't no, land. No, I, I think whatever. that, that in terms me. of a big blockbuster action, that's pretty that's pretty good action. I, I'll say this, too. Like, the, even the, the ship battles, look, they look good. I mean, I, I think Ryan Johnson did a good job of, like, creating this world. I, I don't know how much he has to do with it, but, like... The first, the the giant ship battle, I think looks good. The fighting's good, and um, you know it's compelling in that way. It's just, I I just think the characters are just stupid in this movie, and you know, we've know. kind of I, I like it, that but. you're getting rid of the the Sith and the Jedi, and, and and you're totally opening the door. But like, there's a moment where Kylo Ren says, "Kill the past to become what you need to be," and that's exactly like that. I saw that in the theater in 2017, and I saw it now. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what Star Wars needs to do. It needs to kill the past. So it can become what it needs to be. It is so stuck loving the original trilogy and having to recreate and relive the goddamn original trilogy that it can't do anything new or interesting. Well, it's an interesting – That line resonates. That's an interesting point to kind of jump off here because there is no Star Wars movie planned for like two more years. There was one that was supposed to come out like next December, and I think it's been bumped. Like where is Star Wars now? There's the – you got Mandalorian. You got – Boba Fett that are, you know, I liked Mandalorian, haven't watched Boba Fett yet, but uh, what is the future of this franchise? Is it over? Certainly not over. It'll hibernate. It's it's going to be in, uh, uh, you know, frozen and carbonite, but it'll get unfrozen. Because I think way. this, too many I think The Last make. Jedi has a lot to do with killing the franchise, like literally killing it in, in a way that the, the, the sequel to it was a bomb. I mean, The Last Jedi made $620 million. The uh, Rise of Skywalker made... I guess 500 million. So that, I mean that's not that's not a it's a it's a big difference 120 million dollars. The last Jedi made over like a billion dollars, didn't it? Overall worldwide. Uh, I think that I'm just doing like uh, U.S. gross, I guess. Okay. But like Force Awakens okay. almost made a billion dollars. Like it, it it from Force Awakens on the Last Jedi was a huge drop. Well, yeah, the first movies in the trilogy always make more. A New Hope made more than Empire and Return of the Jedi. I mean, that's I don't but know. But like, that's like Rogue One made five hundred million. Actually, Rogue One's probably my favorite Star Wars movie. That, oh God, it, that Worthless isn't characters galore. That isn't uh, the the original trilogy. Sure. And then there's Solo. Sure, we, can, we can't we can't have this conversation without talking about Solo, the greatest movie ever made. Uh, well, that's fine. So this is this is my point. This is this is what Last Jedi convinced me of, and I'm really grateful. This is when you talk about the power of film. People mean this ephemeral, emotional way. Films can be persuasive and change your perspective. And Last Jedi really made me realize just how lame Star Wars had become. How enamored with the past and stuck and incestuous, right? Everybody's got to be a Skywalker or a Palpatine or a Kenobi. You can't be just some schmuck with force powers, no. And you have to be trying to save the galaxy. You can't be fighting a smaller, and that's why Mandalorian works, because there's none of that massive scale stuff. 
much smaller goals, much smaller plot, much narrow focus. We don't have to find horrible beings that are trying to completely take over the universe. You can just have smaller problems and smaller conflicts with much more moral grayness involved around them. But we're stuck. We're stuck. Well, and because we Rise have to of the love Skywalker the trilogy. was a, a complete reversal on that, right? I mean, I, I, you have to I, yeah, you have to be a Skywalker to have Jedi powers, and not just anybody can be a Jedi. And, and that's that's what's so depressing. At least one of the last shots of the last Jedi that, that's nice and hopeful is that. As stupid as Canto Blight is, that's the casino planet. There's one of the kids who's attending with the space camel things. And we just see him. He's playing with figures, right? He's a kid. He's playing. He's dreaming. He's fantasizing about making the world better, getting off the planet. And we see him just pull that little broom or whatever using the force. And it's hopeful and it's optimistic. Even though it's some kid we don't know. Luke was once some kid we didn't know. He's just some whiny teenager, uh, you know, on a desert planet. And it's... It's so hopeful and exciting that, okay, the same characters aren't going to be with us anymore. It's going to be new people that are going to come along and we're going to, they're going to have different choices. See, and they're going to do things differently. That's the part. That's a great message. But that's the part that's I don't understand what, what, why they didn't do that with this franchise is why they didn't take it like goddamn superhero Marvel movies and have just a bunch of different Jedis that have different powers and they fight each other. Like, why not just make Finn a Jedi or make Poe Dameron a Jedi and have him have Jedi powers? And they each can have their own little separate Jedi powers, but then then, then they kind of matter to the whole story. Make a little kid have Jedi power. I don't care who it is. They don't have to be Skywalkers, but just build up a franchise of Jedis that are cool and fight over stuff. I, just make them Force users. Don't make them Sith or Jedi. Make them, Give them lightsabers. Right. Yeah, whatever. And let them use the Force... And they have different goals that are discernible. There's good, and they're there's not good guys and bad guys. Cartoonish. And, yeah. And some gray in between. And they're not all trying to take over the universe. They're not like, I want to oppress every living thing in the universe. Some have much smaller goals. And some of them have interesting narratives, right? Thanos had a clear moral vision for the universe. That's what made him a compelling villain, even if you disagreed. What he did, what he thought he was actually trying to do something. What is the First Order doing? We don't know. I agree. But nostalgia is the safe play. I haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, but everything I've heard is it's just endless nostalgia. Remember the Ghostbusters? Oh, yeah. The, all this cool Ghostbusters stuff. Remember lightsabers? Remember the Sith? Remember the – I mean it's just all of that in Star Wars, and it's infuriating. But that's my point about – and again, I don't, you haven't seen the Matrix movie, but like the Matrix, new Matrix movie does the same thing where it's – kind of making fun of the the whole idea of the matrix and you know kung fu and all that stuff and it's but you're just making a movie making fun of yourself which i feel like the last jedi is so much that too it's just you're just ripping on what it is that that star wars has become just make a better version of star wars i don't i don't need you to tell me that it sucks i know it sucks this is the, i don't like star wars i never really have because of all the reasons that Ryan Johnson lays out in his movie, but he doesn't do anything to solve it except point out, like, hey, this is stupid. Kill the pass. Like, no, don't tell me you're the one making the movie. Make the movie where you kill the pass and, like, have a new... Well, he did kill the pass. He did... Right. I, I think he spent a lot of that movie trying to kill the past. Getting rid of the Sith. Getting rid of the Rey is not is just nobody. Her parents aren't special. They're just shitty people who sold her for drinking money. Uh, he does the whole movie is what he's but you, trying you to do. leave it where it's he's like killing the past. Okay. Then it, you really didn't do anything. It was completely useless. Cause then they just bring it all back because you didn't make a movie about new characters with new things and new interesting ideas. You just made fun of the old ones and said, it's all dead. 
Here you go. What character? He couldn't. He ha- every character, every main character in the movie, he had to have in the movie. Did he have to have them in Canto Blight? Or of course not. But he couldn't. He couldn't just say Finn's not going to be in the movie. Why couldn't I he mean, just say Finn is a Jedi? Uh, maybe he could and have, have a love right. triangle between Kylo Ren and Rey. And uh, you know Th- that would have been great. That should have happened. And he should have been pissed off that she chooses Kylo Ren. And that'd be really interesting. Because I think even even uh, John Boyer is like he had a whole thing where he, they had meetings and stuff where he's like, I I should have a lightsaber. I should be a Jedi. And they're like, Ah no, you're gonna go on a casino planet. And I think he's pretty pissed from what I remember reading about the franchise sure, because they he just be dogged on his character, his character completely. And Rose got the I mean they totally wasted her character. And then her arc where she like one of the one of the as dumb as the movie is one of the most frustrating moments for me was. John Boyega's character is trying to crash into that big battering ram oh, thing, God. whatever it was called. Yes. He's trying to sacrifice himself. That's fine. That's heroic. And then Rose crashes into him, almost ensuring basically that they're both going to die. That's what should have happened, right? They both should have been just crushed by an AT-AT as they're sitting there. She's unconscious. The movie didn't have the guts to, to make that choice. That would have been a much more bold choice. Right. So instead of it was saying, like, we can't, okay, finally. Save what we love, not attack. What, no, if you blow up that thing, your friends can stay alive longer and possibly get help. Right. He was about to do something really heroic and awesome. And actually matter to the why? story of this movie. And then it ends up not mattering at all. Like, I feel like there's tons right. of those. Like, uh, Poe Dameron does it all the time. He's like, I'm going to, you know, go take over this. And it ends up, ends up not mattering at all. It ends up being a mistake. So I don't, there's a ton yeah. of those instances in this movie. And Poe Dameron ends up having no growth, right? He could learn a lesson about how sometimes, right, sometimes the more prudent action is the necessary one. I like that as a theme. Like, doing the Flash thing isn't always the correct choice strategically. Sometimes you're doing this a little more pragmatic. That's boring from a blockbuster standpoint. I realize that, Eric, which is why that wouldn't resonate with you. But I think, oh, that is interesting. Like, kind of keeping them at a distance and sneaking off to a planet that the empire can't see or the first order can't see. That's an interesting idea. And then just laying low. It's not sexy. It's not as fun as blowing stuff up. I like that as a theme, but does Poe Dameron learn anything? No, it, it, he doesn't actually have an arc. There's no actual growth. So it's frustrating. Uh, other major criticism for me, the, the, the sure. light speed thing, like w- nobody tried that before. Like that is he's the first guy at first. She's the first person to be like, hey, let's try shooting our ship at them at light speed. See if that works. Nobody's tried that before. You and there's not, I have no idea. There's not a room. There's not a Bluetooth has. controller to do, you know, light speed aim, hit the button. And then she had to sit in the ship to do that. That, that made no sense to me, too. There's so many of these logic things in this movie. I know it's just it's sort of nitpicking, but like it's a major turning point in the movie. And I'm just let, like, what? In the history of this whole thing, no one's ever thought to shoot their ship at it going light speed to see if that worked? Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a fair criticism. I mean, most people don't like Star Wars because the physics are so cool and on point, but it begs a lot of questions. Like, okay, if she could just crash, you know, like their whole part, they have this slow chase. Their ships are smaller. They can go a little bit faster than the other ones. That's fine. I don't care. Uh, but then they slowly run out of fuel. Okay, when those other ships were running out of fuel, why didn't they ram, right? Why didn't they use their last bit of fuel to, to ram into whatever ships they could. You know what I mean? Like we see other ships right. get destroyed. All the ones earlier. that blow up. Yeah. Just have them do light speed at, since you're going to be destroyed anyway, just go for it. Like do some damage. Rick. Ha- well, and they it. never bring it back. Yeah, yeah. They, right. In the next movie, they, they never try it again. It's like, well, it gets even dumber. Cause then they for Then they, they hop the whole thing about hyperspace is that you have to have a computer do all the calculations. Cause 
if you do it wrong, you'll bounce into a, a star is what they say okay. in the rope. Like you'll, you'll just appear in space and crash and then they hop around and they do all sorts of crazy light speed stuff. So yeah, they, they threw light speed becomes this trick that lets you do anything by the next movie. But yeah, it, it begs a lot of questions. It's far from my biggest problem with the movie. It's, it's more of a nuisance than a, a serious problem. Uh, but I mean, I, I, I love that he tried to get rid of all the super stuff. You think he had a lot more freedom than he did. I, you and I debated this already once. I don't think he had unlimited freedom to do whatever he want. I think he was hamstrung by J.J. Abrams' choices, and so he had to do certain things, and he, he made a lot of what he thought were the best choices he could. But I, fi- and I, I find it interesting. And guess people's choices. No, but I find it interesting that Disney let him do that. Like that, That's fascinating. It is fascinating to me that, I mean, he obviously wrote a script, and they reviewed it, and they signed oh, yeah. off on all the stuff he's doing, and it's like, did they not know that he was, he was basically ripping on the franchise and putting them in a really I think weird it's spot? It's entirely possible they didn't know that. I, I mean, movie executives aren't known for their nuance. It wasn't until uh, they saw it where they, hey, wait a second, is he is he making fun of us? Is he making fun of this? I think they is just saw JJ panicked reactions, um, and then they're like, JJ, fix this, and then he did his. Horrible. Well, the other thing, like it's you like this movie, the choices are interesting. You like this movie. I like the. I don't. But the, the critic, the critical consensus, like this is one of the highest rated, like franchise movies. Like a lot of critics love this movie. Um, so you're not alone in in your praise for it. I I just think it's too it's too dumb for me. The things that. Oh, see, I think it's too smart for you. Uh, is the is the big oh, problem? Oh, wow. too smart like, for me, huh? Yeah, critics are talking – it's hitting on all sorts of themes that you didn't like. And I certainly get why fans don't want to go and be like, see this movie. Fans just want the rehash. They want the nostalgia rehash. People loved Rise of Skywalker. I'm sure fans really enjoyed that utter nonsense. I didn't. I mean it's – I didn't so, care for You're not for a it. fan. You've already said you don't like Star Wars. I don't like it either. But I'm saying people in general really liked Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. But people don't want to hear hear that. Oh man, the franchise is in a stupid but place. How can, I just and don't know how you can love this love movie with all of the dumb decisions. I don't love I mean, it. I don't know. I love the ideas in it. There's a distinction. I know. Again, you're you're entertain me. Have a concise plot that doesn't waste my time. Th- that's you. I, I like the ideas. The ideas are interesting to me, and they resonate with me. They made me think about the movie long after I watched it. I think the ideas the are interesting. Are so he just doesn't follow through with them. I think they're interesting ideas. They, there's just no follow through. Well, and the plot mechanics are really, really bad, especially the middle. Especially the middle. Uh, it's really infuriating. A lot of the humor doesn't land either. That's another problem in the movie. The humor just doesn't really work. Uh, it's just too goofy and cartoonish yeah, the, and the, overly There's broad. like this really serious – like Ray and Luke are all – and Kylo are always so serious. And then you jump to Poe and Finn and they're basically like in a, in a Step Brothers comedy. And it's like, well, I, I don't – it just doesn't match up for me. Yeah, Maz is making a, a sex joke about the guy. He can do everything, right, while she's doing a labor dispute. And then the he's tooling you doesn't really land. And it's frustrating because there's humor to be had, but it needs to be more subtle uh, and, and probably darker, frankly. Well, it's the thing that Marvel I mean, does great that Star Wars does really poorly is this, like, quippy joke. You're right. It's a tonal problem. Yeah, it's a tonal problem. Marvel is always pretty light. It plays at themes a little bit sometimes, but it's mostly pretty light. Star, I mean, Ryan Johnson was going for some darker, a little bit darker, a little bit more serious. Yeah, but then you put in space nipples. Okay, alien space nipples. All right. Well, space nipples I like. That, that's an interesting All right. But so, yeah, no, the plot mechanics are terrible in so many parts of the movie, Eric. So I, I don't love the movie because it's got serious well, problems. I have no defense of the second act. The second act is unmitigated awfulness, basically beginning to end, except for the Luke stuff. Give me a pill. 
that brings us to our a great transition. So your letterbox or Roger Ebert star rating. So you, you said you didn't love it. One through five stars. You can do half stars. Three out of five. Three out of five. Three out of five. Three out of five. Wow, yeah. I thought you would have had it higher. Interesting. Because uh, I, no, I don't. I think yeah, I, I think you're misreading what I'm saying. You're, you're misreading my love for the ideas and, and ignoring all my agreement with you on all the bad pro- plot problems in the movie. Interesting. I, cause I gave it two. I gave it two out of five. I, I enjoy why the interesting the decisions are. There's a ton of interesting decisions that aren't boring. I don't find other. I don't find there are parts that I find frustrating. Some I find really interesting. Very few of it is boring. And there's so many interesting choices. We're like, yeah, how did he get this through? Why did this get approved? What is Kathleen Kennedy doing? I don't get it. I don't get all these choices, but it's interesting. And thought like space nipples from some weird cow thing. That's a interesting choice. It's not a boring choice, even if you think it's bad. But or you don't think like of it. it's think not, of the costume boring. and special effects people. You got to break down and spend all this money for just this gag where Luke drinks this like blue space milk. I, I, it's, uh, okay. I, I doubt they're depressed. Of all the people, I'm not worried about the crew who built the, the space alien. They probably had fun building that, and they certainly got paid. So, I, I, you know, of all the jobs, your job no, is to build I, I'm a not, weird I'm not saying space. let's, probably let's fine. Uh, shed a tear for those people. I'm just saying, like, it. what a waste. You're spending all this time and effort for this one gag where Luke drinks. Although, maybe they realized they could market it, because I think at the Star Wars ride, can't you drink that space milk? I think that's like a like a Probably. thing you can get at the Star Wars universe. So I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure anything you see in Star Wars ever once you can get, and they have some. Super well, that's why they put in those li- those little uh, flying I don't know bird things, those little the chicken things. Or whatever, yeah, the yeah, because they knew they could sell some dolls. That's that's all the only reason. But at least they had the the guts to have Chewie eat one. I like that. Like, oh, he's roasting one, and the other ones are making him feel guilty. That's see, that's kind of interesting. I, I mean, I don't hate it. Um, yeah, they're cute, but they're also edible. Yeah. I don't know. I. Yeah, well, but anyway, so what year two, year three? We're not see, we're not that far off. So, and this movie convinced me to be done with any Star Wars properties that are based on existing characters, which is why I still haven't seen Solo. Um, I probably I may, I may would maybe see Boba Fett, but then nothing about it sounds super interesting to me. I don't care about Boba Fett. Um, or her hearing all about him. Well, it seems like a, just a copy of Mandalorian. The thing, the thing that Star Wars, the whole franchise has done is like, if one thing works, it's like everything is that. And it's like, yep. you, why not think of other ideas? It doesn't have to just be Skywalker. It doesn't have to just be Mandalorian because you know those two things work. Spoilers: Skywalker's in Mandalorian. Like, just come up with. But they at least earned that. They earned that finale at the end of season two. Um, they, they spent a long time building up to that moment. Doesn't that, that frustrate you the same way the uh, Force Awakens or the uh, whatever the last movie is? I'll never get it right. Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. That they're just retreading it. Like Mandalorian was its own thing. It, you could you could go in a million different ways, but then you tie it right back to Skywalker. Didn't that doesn't that frustrate you? Not really. If if Skywalker comes and goes and Mandalorian gets more of a narrator and Skywalker's not back in it, that's fine. It made sense. Where and when the story took place, why Luke showed up when he did, he'd be the one to arrive. And and if Baby Yoda's gone, grew or whatever his name is, and then we just see the Mandalorian and we just saw Luke the one time, that doesn't frustrate me. Now, it, that could be a problem in Boba Fett and other stories because we have to tie everything back and reference every stupid thing that happened in the original trilogy and explain and expand and reference every yeah. stupid scene we ever see. That's a problem. That's this horrible 
incestuous, we've just got to keep doing the same thing over and over problem. The universe in Star Wars is a massive place. You can do almost anything you want. You can do any kind of narrative. There are so many planets, so many ways to go where you can do so many interesting things. No, Disney's not going to do any of that stuff. The nostalgia plays. I'm sure they get great ratings. I'm sure people are watching Boba Fett and they're getting great ratings and it's helping Disney Plus subscriptions. And they'll keep doing that. Uh, but I was depressed when I watched Last Jedi because it made me realize how terrible The Force Awakens is. I was like, yeah, that is just a new hope. The worst parts are when we see the original trilogy characters. We get introduced to some new characters and then they don't do anything. It was depressing. There was no nothing interesting in there. Force Awakens is a whole. Is just what, a, what would your rating on flashy, Force Awakens be? If you gave three, uh, if you ask me now, I'd give it two and a half stars. So only a half uh, star then, under Last Jedi. Sure. Okay. Half star under. It's there's parts of it that work. The last act of that is the worst one. Uh, there, but there's some interesting parts about it. Um, is there, is I, Empire I a five star movie in your mind? Like Maybe. a perfect, I, I, perfect, as yes, high rate. Four and a half, probably. I'd have to really think about what that means. So I was going to give a movie a five star. Empire doesn't do enough to make me think. The, my favorite movies of all times are ones that I enjoy watching immensely, and they also get my brain racing, and they they just get my mind spinning in all kinds of different directions. Empire doesn't really do that, so it might be four and a half. What would you give Empire? Three? Uh, I'd probably... I actually would probably maybe do New Hope... I might do New Hope and Empire five-star movies. They might both be five-star oh, wow. movies. Those, those are pretty is. perfect sci-fi movies. And, and, you know, Dune came out. Dune was my favorite movie from last year. I mean, Star Wars, A New Hope, is, is a lot of that's ripped off from Dune. The whole story is oh, ripped Jeff, off from George Dune. George Lucas doesn't have original ideas. He ripped but, off a lot of that. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, a great text to rip off. If you're going to rip off something from Dune, like, do it. And and yeah, and Kurosawa makes sense. Right, it's, and World War II movies yeah. and uh, if you're gonna steal, steal from the best. And he did, and I sure. think those movies are are really good. Um, sure. But I I just don't have the personal connection. I just don't care if I watch them. Like yeah, that's a good movie. That's like a perfect sci-fi space movie. And you, I, I haven't seen many better than that. Now, do we need to just keep remaking those? No, let's try something different. And Correct. They have kill yet the to past. You and I and Ryan Johnson agree. Kill the past. We need to kill it. If you build it, you will come. All right. So the the last last piece here, um, five degrees of Field of Dreams. So a little, little game we're gonna play. Connect Last Jedi, the movie we picked, to to uh, the greatest Iowa sports movie in the history of movies, Field of Dreams. Um. So, idea here is five movies. You connect the actors between Last Jedi and Field of Dreams. Ben, would you like to go first? Sure. Should I start with Last Jedi? Should I start with Field of Dreams? Which which side of this should I start? Start with Last Jedi. All right. So we got the Last Jedi. It's a film which features Mark Hamill, who is in Star Wars: A New Hope, with Harrison Ford. Now uh, we've already talked about A New Hope, but then A New Hope, Harrison Ford is in Raiders of the Lost Ark with Karen Allen. Karen Allen plays his love interest in Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, you know, who's, I don't remember if it's in Thailand or where it is. She's running somewhere in a bar. or Nepal. Mongolia. Nepal. Nepal, there we go. There. Um, she's the one that can apparently drink a lot of liquor. And she um, is in the Sandlot with James Earl Jones. Whoa. The, uh, Sandlot's one of my favorite. Maybe my favorite sports movie of all time. 
certainly be two or three if it's not number one. That's a movie I saw. It came out in like the early '90s, and that that just landed with me as like an eight-year-old or whatever. I mean, that movie was was perfect for me when I saw it. And then uh, you know she's in Same Light with James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones plays the creepy old neighbor who's not actually really creepy. He's really nice, and he's got a bunch of signed uh, baseballs from uh, the Yankees. And he's in Field of Dreams, obviously. Well done. With Kevin. Well done. I like I like it. Uh, all right. So I, I went a completely different direction. I don't even think we had any movies or actors that crossed over, which is kind of interesting. So Last Jedi, uh, I went with Laura Dern, who has weird purple hair in that movie. I don't understand it. Um, That's fine. It, she's good in it. I think her little speeches, her speech at the end is pretty. She's, she's a great actor. One of my... Michelle, all-time great actor. Yeah, I agree. I wish she would have been used better in the film. She's she's excellent. Yeah. Laura Dern's awesome. She's also in Jurassic Park, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, she's great in that. Dun, 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 dun. Watched it with the yes. kids. We watched all of the Jurassic Park movies. They loved it. Um, all five? Yeah, even Just the, the Jurassic Park. World ones. Yeah, those those are not great, but um, the kids liked them. No, they're podcasts. Yeah, okay. Uh, also in Jurassic Park is Samuel L. Jackson. Maybe my single hold favorite actor. Hold on to your butts. Yep, hold on to your butts. Um, he's also in a movie that came out last year called The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar. With Ryan's, Ryan Reynolds, right? Ryan Reynolds, who, but also in this movie, apparently, is Morgan Freeman, which I didn't know. I, I haven't, <laughs> haven't dived into The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard movie, uh, franchise. I think it's a sequel to either The Hitman's Bodyguard or The Hitman's Wife. I don't know which one. I think it's The Hitman's Bodyguard. I think, yeah, it was a sequel to that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm not familiar with it either, Eric. Morgan Freeman is in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, right? Men of Tights is the, the, the no, Dave Chappelle one, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner, and Kevin Costner's in Field of Dreams. Uh, All right, nice. So that that's that's he plays Ray, Ray uh, the main character. Okay. <laughs> yes. Sounds good. Oh, another game character named Ray. Yeah. He's Ray in Field of Dreams? Oh, perfect. Yeah. How perfect is that? And he, he lives in the greatest state in the planet, the state of Iowa, right? Dyersville, well, Iowa. Eric? No, it's Iowa. Fantastic. All right. So, Eric, what movie are we talking about next week or the next time we drop a podcast? Yep. Next podcast will be the Martin Scorsese movie Raging Bull. All right. Lovely. So look all for right, that. Well, Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. You give us a rating, all that fun. We're begging for your approval and attention stuff. We really appreciate it. And may the force be with you, Ben. And also with you, Uncle. Eric. Uncle. Oh, you know, is that is that old Ben Kenobi? It's the, the sneakiest tactic in the world <laughs> is just keep your last name. Hide out, but keep your last name. <laughs> no one will ever find you. Yep. <laughs> just get known as a creepy old man with your last name. Creepy old Kenobi. He changes it from Obi-Wan Kenobi to Ben Kenobi, and nobody knows it's him. Wow. Nobody. You mean old Ben Kenobi? <laughs> Never met anybody named Obi-Wan. Ah, no, no, don't know an Obi-Wan, but I know a Ben Kenobi. You think, he, you think it's that guy? That's a weird old hermit? Uh, Who lives in the desert by himself? Wow. That doesn't sound right. Classic.